When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 986 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. I'm back in Austin, Texas. Unlike that fool, J.D. Raider, who's somewhere in the Midwest, I'm guessing in the Hamilton County, Iowa area. Are we close? Wrong. Way You off. guessed wrong. Where? <laughs> Starfy County of Nebraska. Oh, he's back. Oh, in his, uh, in his ladies' homeland. And we got Ben Funky Askren. Holding it down. And uh, you know what? I'd like to say I appreciate You didn't do it before the Christmas show, but after the Christmas show, a slightly more diplomatic, a more on-brand background I change it up. I change it up. Sometimes i got to keep you guys humble. (laughs) It's holiday season, so you know what? Um, You don't always have to stick it in in the side uh, of my my rib cage that you won. Mm -hmm. Um, and you didn't hold up the Seth Mendoza thing either, so I'm, I'm just it's giving... right here though. It's, it's I know within arm's reach in case you uh, <laughs> yeah. antagonize me. I love that you keep it there just in case I get out of control. Then you just hold well, it up. I've actually mean to mount it, but you know what the thing is? I maybe it's my autism, but it's it's a circle, right? So it's like it's gonna be weird if I put like a circle like right here. Isn't yeah. that gonna be weird? Like where do I put it? Maybe I put it like maybe I should put it like right there, like. I just don't quite know where to put it, Christian. Yeah. Can you give me any advice? Um, I, yeah, that's, it's, and that would only be weird to autistic people. It's not weird to anyone else. That OCD, maybe, that's my, maybe that's my OCD. Hold that's, on, hold on. That's what I think it would be. How does it look right there? That actually looks all right. And then my head can go right here. No, that actually doesn't look bad. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly feel like it should, you, need like a, you need like background shelving. This looks too weird up here. Oh, she wanted to be on a shelf. If you had some shelves with some other things, you could put, you know, uh, a trophy. Hodge trophy there. I'll put a hodge. Uh, uh, FRL pickums. They're basically equal. That's yeah. FRL pickum champion and a hodge trophy. You honestly Maybe talk be- about Bellator one of them title. More. The Bellator title would be uh, a notch below, and the one championship belt would be a notch below that. <laughs> exactly. That would be funny. I want you to. When people you do an interview with probably some big fancy media person, yeah. you have to say your biggest accomplishment is is besting <laughs> Christian Piles and JD Raider and um, Pickums. So good. And then the bottom shelf is my NCAA Outstanding Wrestler Award. Yes, yes, <laughs> very bottom. Okay, what are we going to talk about? We got a lot. Could be anything. Uh, maybe we'll, it could be anything. Uh, I do want to start with Ferrari, Fast Twitch, uh, the whole dealership to Iowa. The whole is, dealership. We saw the, the photo shoot yesterday popped up on Instagram. 
AJ taking a visit to Iowa where his brother Anthony has been. Uh, he's not yet on the team, and Angelo will be going next year. And for a while, it, this has all felt like a formality, and this being the first picture posted also you know, makes it feel like it's even more of a formality that AJ's going to be a Hawkeye. This has kind of been the narrative since last spring that this is going to happen. There's been yeah. nothing uh, to suggest it's not happening. And so now it's like, well... Yeah, is when, there anyone else even in the market, Christian? Because it just seems like it's been Ferrari to Iowa, and it's not like, you know, I Ohio State or something has been in the bidding. It feels like nobody else is in the bidding. It's only Iowa. One yeah, one horse show. I think so. I, I don't I don't know um, if anyone else is entering the mix or even attempting to. I, I don't anticipate him taking any other visits personally, but... Mm-hmm. You never know. Maybe maybe Kevin Dresser slips in there and oh, what well, would that that would be a swerve right there? That would be the ultimate swerve. If uh, they needed a ninety-seven, they need it. Oh, they need it. But so does they Iowa. Got shit em. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's much more of a joke than anything. I don't think it's realistic at all that that he goes there now. Uh, well, you really so, have to get started in the enroll- enrollment process if you want to go second semester. Yes. That would be that will be important. My my question is, you know, you know, when will we see them? They they could, you know, could we see them this weekend at the salute? That's been kind of the date targeted by, you know, us. We've been talking about, hey, we could see them at the salute as soon. We could see Anthony as soon as the salute. Mm-hmm. Um, will we see Anthony? Will we see AJ at the soldier salute? That will be um, a development to follow. Let's say. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, with the enrollment process, the other thing you just made me think of, J.D., was um, what's that one NCAA rule? I, I'm blanking on the name of it right now, but it essentially says you need to make progress towards a degree. You need to be 40%. Declare ma- you need to declare major at some point. Yeah. yeah. And so now this would be AJ's <clears> – what would be his fourth year after high school graduation? So you'd think he has to be – relatively close to a degree and I said uh you know no one I don't know if I asked that question have you been doing online classes or something and is that necessary I do not know the answer to either <laughs> so yeah. I would assume it's going to be he will be able eligible to wrestle though if he is actively trying to I would think yeah that would be taken care of I I think I've never heard I don't get into the details of it but I haven't heard anything that there's like any sort of academic impediment to them being able, either of them being able to wrestle second semester. And beyond that, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, to, well, I mean, if he doesn't, but if he doesn't wrestle, then there's not much for us to talk about, right? Exactly. Okay. Um, so I think, you know, we might see him pretty soon. Maybe this weekend. The salute starts tomorrow. That's when we begin to salute. I think I was also thinking about this. I feel like the Soldier Salute is the the best name for a tournament ever because <laughs> stop, you stop. Listen, think about it. If you talk trash on the Soldier Salute, there's kind of an implication there. Oh you know, it's it's bulletproof. I think it was <laughs> I think it was I think it was a smart choice by the by the tournament director whoever came up with it. Like no one's gonna take shots at this. Yeah, they took shots at Midlands because they they shut it down like two days before, and then they let that tournament that happen. They just didn't call it the Midlands. You know, you can take shots at that, but if you're if you're uh, attacking the Soldier Salute, I personally would like to be the first on this show 
to take the soldier salute for its service. Yes. Oh and I, I'm, I'm proud to be the second. That's okay. It doesn't matter the order. And, and history will remember that Ben did not jump to be the third. Oh, and my his, God. I can't take remember. you guys. Hey, are you frustrated? Because you know what I was doing? I was, um, I was looking through the doc that you sent me. And I looked at the Midlands way. So, eh, you know, there's, there's none that are that exciting. And generally, the scuffle has been better. But I scrolled down to that section. And I said, dang it. Where are all the ranked dudes? So between the soldier salute, Midlands and scuffle, they divided the pie three ways. And then I feel like now a whole bunch of teams have chosen not to participate in holiday tournaments. Are we going to see these end? Like, what is the trajectory of the holiday tournaments? Well, the current trajectory is the wrong way. And <laughs> yep. what's what? So, what you have to think of what is going to be the thing that tips it back the other direction? Mm-hmm. Right? It's yes. something like it's like, does Penn State say, hey, we need a, a tough tournament in the regular yeah. season? In the past, they had that. The last few years, they haven't. And it's been fine. So, I think. I don't know what changes it because now we had somewhat of a consolidation when you had Midlands and Scuffle, and it felt like it almost felt like I think if you go back, I don't know, six or seven years, it was really rare to have a team that didn't do one of those two, right? Everyone yeah. was doing either yeah, Midlands or Scuffle. It was, I remember it was like really strange because like Ohio State didn't um, at that point. Now you know they kind of do everything, but. There were very, very few teams that didn't do it. And now it's very few, it's fewer and fewer teams that do it. And the Midlands debacle, and we had a question like, why is Midlands falling off? Well, it's a combination of things. But the main thing was in 2021, late 2021, when they canceled the tournament a day or two before. And that really bought, I mean, it, it lost Iowa. Iowa has not been back. They literally, that day, that week, started to form their own, basically, rival tournament in Iowa. Yeah. They said, forget this. We don't need the Midlands. We don't need to do this anymore. And no matter what, and Iowa basically always went to Midlands. There was like a year in there in the, in the Tom Brands area where they didn't go. But they basically really? always went. Really? That was every yeah. year. Yeah. There was mm-hmm. one year. It was, I was coaching, I remember, still. It was before I even worked at Flow. But they, they didn't go, I'm pretty wow. sure. But... And I don't recall why, but irrelevant. They basically always went. And when you have yes. a power like that, and this is back when, you know, Iowa was the top team and even still they've been a top two or three team throughout. That yep. just elevates your tournament so much. Just like when Penn State went to the scuffle, it just elevated it so much. And then if you have like an Oklahoma State or a Cornell or a Minnesota, then it just makes it, takes it to a, a really high level. Yeah. But if you lose that anchor team, who's going to have someone awesome probably at every weight class, that that just drops the significance of it so much. And so the if you don't remember what happened with the Midlands, they like, I don't they were going to have the tournament and then something with COVID and I think the university got spooked about it or scared or something. They canceled <laughs> it, but they said you can still have the tournament. Northwestern, I think, was still even able to like participate in it. But they, they participated, just... but Izzy hosted it, right? Yeah, it was like the Matt, uh, what was it called? Matt, 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 Illinois, Matt, Matt Men. Men. Illinois Matt Men. And um, 
So they still Keith have got, the tournament in Keith the same Gothard, place. Keith Gothard, our correspondent on the ground, says, I cannot express how bad Illinois was in 2020-2021. Yeah. He didn't leave. So, you know what? Yeah. Come on, Keith. Didn't you leave. Must, you love it. You, he's just addicted to the struggle. Um, so... Once that happened, you know, now we've got the soldier salute, which is, you know, we'll see. We we don't have the entries yet, but it looks like they're going to be pretty interesting. And, you know, Midlands is kind of known. And Scuffle is probably, of the tournaments, you know, having the hardest time. I think it'll bounce back. It can bounce back. But, um, yeah, right right now, I I think the holiday tournaments are just kind of going the other way. Yeah. Hey, where the heck is Sparks today? I don't know. He just texted me he couldn't come. Oh, boo. Giving Wisconsin know. a bad name, Shane Sparks. We're tougher than Illinois. I showed up to work. You need to show up to work, too. Yeah. We're t- <laughs> I don't know what Illinois did, but yeah, he, they de- were definitely weak. We were talking about it. Keith Gothard said they were very wimpy during crime. We uh, actually picked up. We never have got a move-in members for uh, AWA. It's kind of sad. At some point, people realize we're pretty good at coaching and move here. Yeah. But... We did pick up a handful of Illinoisans who are really, really awesome during the coronavirus because all their stuff was closed down. So a handful like came north. Um, it's not actually that far to the border. So thank you, Coronavirus in Illinois, for giving us some great Illinois members. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, so far, Ben did not salute the soldiers, and he did thank the coronavirus today. So that's, <laughs> that's what Ben's up to. So happy holidays Maybe. from the Hold Askins. On. We got a conspiracy there. Maybe I was the one who unleashed the coronavirus, and that's why I can't I can't get it because I made myself immune to it when I unleashed it. All right, and Princess Bride style. Float, <laughs> float, oh yeah, he, he Princess Brided himself. Okay. Well, yeah. I want to get Ben's thoughts on not having a tough tournament like that on your schedule versus yeah. having it. If well, you were I mean, a college what, coach, would you? Yeah, I, I think I, I think I would. Um, but I feel like everyone went to Vegas this year. I feel like Vegas, it was yes. abnormally tough. Almost everyone went there. There's a few teams like, so Iowa doesn't really have a tough tournament on the schedule, and actually Penn State doesn't. Um, a lot of them seems as though they're choosing to participate, not in opens anymore, but in these like, I don't even know what you would call call them boutique tournaments or something, where oh. there's like, say, <laughs> six to eight teams. And, you know, they usually get to bring like 15 wrestlers, so they get some of their backups in there. All D1 matches, they all count against the 15-match minimum, and they know like exactly how many matches they're going to get going into the day. It's either th- usually three or four. Um, that seems like the avenue. I know Penn State did two of those. I think Missouri did two of those. Seems like the avenue a lot of teams are going. Yeah. Do and you I, think there's any benefit to – would you do two tough tournaments? Would you do CKLB and send your starters to, to a Midlands or a scuffle? Or do you think yeah. that's – Maybe not necessarily that one is um, enough. Huh? That, that's a tough question. I think um, Christian liked that boutique tournament name. I like it. <laughs> well, I like that you say boutique instead of boutique. It's like boat. Boutique. Boutique. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think you know. I think I would consider maybe, and I hope this would be, wouldn't be considered ducking, but. You know, for me, the NCAA qualification process is all about getting some good wins and get up in the rankings. So if some of my guys got the job done in Vegas, I could maybe say, hey, guys, you guys got it done. You could take a few extra days off. And if I had a few guys who had terrible Vegases, I would say, hey, I, I would like you guys to get some wins. I, th- I think you're that good. I think you could do it. 
I want to get you some wins. I'm going to take you, right? And maybe take some of the younger guys you need to develop also. So, something like that is probably what I think I would do. Yeah. My, my yeah. A question I have about the holiday tournaments, and, and the one reason I'm wondering if why they're sort of fading a little bit is, is it related to just when it is, you know, you got to get kids back from Christmas early. Yeah. Is there really value to that other than there is a tournament? Like, would you rather give them a little bit of time? Cause I know some teams will like, they, they do Vegas and maybe they have another duel in December, but then they have like a chunk of time off where yeah. you don't feel like, man, we, no one can go home for Christmas or anything like that. I wonder if that's part of it too. Like the timing just is not advantageous for, for the teams. Would, would that have a role? Uh, I think so. So we had a bunch of college guys home, obviously, and I think all of them had to go back either the 25th or 26th. Mm. Um, yeah, which, I mean, that's, I, I guess, so I should say, how long I should say, the 25th or the 26th was the last day, like, here at an open mat, right? And then they were, so either the 26th or the 27th morning, they generally went back. Um, yeah, so I, I, you know, I think the guys want them back soon. I think it is funny because I think people are, kids are a little more disciplined today. This is going to be yeah. something funny. A little more disciplined today than they were 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I think a lot of kids would have went home and got fat over the holiday break. You want them, you want them coming back because you yeah, want them. You have to have them coming back. If they get too fat, there was, who just told <laughs> someone just told a story about how heavy he got over Christmas break and how he had to cut a bunch of weight. I don't recall who it was, but uh, yeah, that was happening a lot. So guys were like, "Well, I don't want to let my guy go for seven or eight days because he might balloon up 20 pounds or something." I I don't know. Whereas now I think a lot of the kids, I mean, I saw them all at open mats, right? A lot of the kids are really taking care of their training situation. They take it very seriously. They're keeping their weight on, you know, in check. So it's not, shouldn't be as much of a deal to let them go, go home for a few extra days. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, so what, we've made it how long? 18 minutes. And Ben has not brought up the Keegan O'Toole bump up to 174 and, and oh. Edmund Ruth. How about that? That was awesome. I didn't even know. You know what? I You know what's funny? I actually knew, um, I don't know why, I totally blanked. I was talking to Peyton right after whomever. They dueled someone like maybe three or four days before that, and he hurt his ankle in that match, I think, maybe. The shoulder, I don't know, some body part. He hurt a body part. Not super serious, but he's like, I'm not certain I'm going to wrestle. I don't think I probably am, something like that. And then we, we did the line on the match. I totally blanked that he had told me that um, until I saw... Keegan, go, you know, I was at practice that night and someone, someone texted that Keegan was bumping up and I'm like, wait. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Peyton said he wasn't going to wrestle. So it makes perfect sense. So yeah, it was awesome they did that because so few college wrestlers do that. And, you know, it's, uh, I, I love putting it on the lines. So great. Yeah. Brian Smith always been kind of pro bump up guy. Yeah. He, he actually did it strategically a bunch when, uh, with Jaden. Um, not mm-hmm. so much for like the challenge and whatever, just like a fit for the team. But with, mm-hmm. you know, with Keegan here, it's just for to get the get a tough match. He looked really good. Um, it's kind of a it's a good challenge for him. I, I was excited to watch it because with Edmund, you've got a real a true one seventy four powerhouse, like a guy that's just yeah. got a lot of power. You got someone like Keegan coming up in weight. You're going to be smaller, theoretically weaker, right? Given, yeah. given all the factors, I believe and, he made weight too at sixty five. Wow. I figured he'd weigh in like two over or something like that. That's really good. So, I mean, he comes out, gets that takedown right away. He did get caught with that with that double leg. In the double third. maybe, yeah. Hard double. No real opportunity for a scramble. Other than that, he was he was really all over Edmund. He rode him for a while. 
Imp- mm-hmm. Impressive showing. The the PA announcer, I don't know if Brian Smith is, is trying to sandbag his eligibility, but they said he's a sophomore. This guy's had three NCAA Egan? tournaments. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, he's a sophomore, he's not, a so- not a sophomore. I think we can confirm that. <laughs> if he's a sophomore academically, then I'm even more concerned. What class is he? Uh, is he taking? I, I don't. I don't believe that's the case. But yeah, I, yeah, I think he was probably just confused. Maybe he has three more years. He could be a. Could be a five timer. Yeah, um, yeah. Who knows? That'd be great. Maybe we could uh, petition NCA or something. Yeah, not likely. <laughs> okay, so good job, Keegan. Good job, um, Brian Smith, letting him bump up. That was awesome. Wanted to see him wrestle Carter Starachi so badly. That'd I feel like awesome. that's that's such a that'd be such a great match. Maybe yeah. maybe Carter will be. come back next year. I don't know. Well, Keegan's going up next year, so I don't know if he wants to challenge. There you go. That would be awesome. Yeah. That, well, is, that the, maybe. is that the only thing that could stop? That's the only thing that could, in my mind, eclipse the Dake-Taylor match. Well, that could mind. be one of the biggest matches of all time, because if you think about it, Keegan O'Toole would be likely going for his fourth. That You know, David Carr's tough, so I don't want to bypass that, but I, th- I think it's, obviously, I'm biased. I think it's likely. And Carter could be potentially going for his fifth. Uh, yeah, I'm almost like uh, Bannock and Mark Schultz, when Mark Schultz beat Bannock, so it's not Bannock for being a four-timer type thing. Yeah, fewer throws, probably. Fewer throws likely. Fewer th- Never know fewer, though. Fewer times throwing yourself to your back also. But you stop. O- other stop than yourself th- right now. I'm just saying that's just one thing I think will be different about the matchup. Um, maybe the only thing. But yeah, that would be that would be literally insane. And it, you know, I wonder if Carter like you know, does yeah, I don't know. The the NIL but, piece has to, you know, factor in here for Carter. Like normally if he's like, man, I just want to be done, okay, whatever. Um, but the fact that he can get paid and someone, you know, Penn yeah. State or whoever could, could pay him to wrestle Penn for State does have a gigantic budget, so uh, it seems as though the, you know, it wouldn't even be like, oh, well, we have to spend money on a new guy, right, a younger guy or a new guy or some, something to that effect, right? It's like, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's unlimited because that's not, that's not true, but it's very large to the point where I don't foresee them having issues. True, um, but we don't really know. Uh, speaking of Penn State, I do. They published. You guys published that report a couple years back, and they had five oh, million in the bank. No, I, I meant like what they're paying out to oh. ath- athletes. Yeah, that, I have no idea. Not, but for for an NCAA from... wrestling standpoint, five million might as well be unlimited. Okay. <laughs> Nate, <laughs> Nate Desmond to Penn State. That's uh, uh, at first you're like, man, a lightweight to Penn State. They have so many. But he's a little younger. You figure Lildahl can come in for a couple years at 25 and then move up, and then maybe he could slide in at 25. They got Mason Gibson, too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Mason is going to fit, honestly. Do you think Nate Desmond is a permanent 25? I don't feel like that's the case. I don't know. I, I Listen, I don't know. I'm trying to find okay. what, what path they're seeing to the lineup, and that, to me, looks like probably what they're looking at. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like there's someone else in there. Well, you got Braden Davis. He's actually having a pretty solid year. Yeah. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it's going to happen. I'm saying if yeah. you're looking for the path, how what makes – I don't see anyone – my main point is I could see Nate Desmond beating out Braden Davis. I don't see any of these guys beating out Luke Lillardall. 
I that, think he, that is true. I mean, you got to assume they're so. Braden Davis has the ability to redshirt this year. I, I believe him to be their best guy. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like they should redshirt him, given what they have coming in forward. They probably should go with their best guy, right? Correct. Correct. I yeah. think they'll. I think that's what they'll ultimately wow. do. Do you know my one twenty five Penn State has on the roster? Uh, uh, quite a few. I mean, they have Kurt McHenry still. They got six six one twenty fives on the roster. Wow, crazy. Yeah, and uh, Braden Davis is the one with uh, the best record by a significant amount. Yeah. So another good pickup for Penn State. Uh, probably n- nothing else to add. JD, do you have anything to add? I don't think so. No, I like Desmond a lot. Yeah. But can be tough to fit into that lineup. Did either of you listen to Bo Nickel on the Joe Rogan experience? I have not. I you should. Uh, I would like to. I'm trying to uh, listen. I'm I'm trying to read um read or listen to fifty books this year. I'm on forty seven. I'm halfway done with an audiobook, halfway done with a reading book. So I'm gonna try to get there. I'm getting close. So I've kind of put the podcast on hold for a minute. Well, I can get you a couple books. You could, we could knock them out by the end of the show. Nah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not cheating. It's got to be things I actually want to like. I'm interested in. I'm not gonna do like I want to go buy a thirty-page book just to do my check something off my list. That's dumb. You, you know what, Ben? But I'm, I'm thinking about this. I don't know why. Oh, it's because I was back home because I don't watch or think about Jeopardy often. You're probably what is he talking? But I remember they had this great champion, not Ken Jennings, but some other guy more recently. He credited a lot of his knowledge to the fact that he just read tons of children's books. Uh, what? Like, he read, read tons of like, you know, t- historical or scientific or whatever, kids' books from the library that just had the, the information like super condensed and he could accumulate all this knowledge just by reading a bunch of kids' books, which I thought was like kind of brilliant when you think about it. That seems weird. Why is... uh? I wonder why. That makes me think of why, but I'm sure the people of the show are probably not all that concerned with uh, why, so maybe I shouldn't delve into it. Well, it's sort of clear, right? Like, you get the vast majority of the information. It's just condensed, and you get it, and then you can move on. And then in that time where you could have read a 350-page sure. book about Napoleon, you read it in 20 minutes, and you got even at 80% of the information. You could yeah. read 10 other you books. You don't need the depth of knowledge of what you're saying. Yeah, for Jeopardy. Yeah. Don't, don't need to get down in the trenches for Jeopardy. No, no. Okay. Very surface well, level show. Those questions. Are I'm so not cheating. Easy. That guy's a cheater. I'm trying to read 50 real books, <laughs> not not children's books. I'm I'm trying to do it for real. I actually had I I read this thing the other day that said if if um, you set a goal for yourself and you're just trying to check the boxes off and you kind of it's like what's the point of the goal? Like that's dumb. So I'm trying to do it for real. I don't I don't cut corners, Christian Biles. Stop trying to make me cut corners. I'm not trying to make you cut corners. I'm trying to make me cut corners. I'm, I'm trying you know to what I'm trying to do. Then I will. I will listen to Bo and Joe Rogan. I'm very interested in it. Uh, I just don't have time yet. I thought it was really good. It was interesting. You get little glimpses in, into Penn State stuff. Nothing, I that I would consider like new or that we kind of haven't learned over the over the years. But there, you know, there's always some curiosity about you know what it's like training at at, at Penn State. But I thought he did a great job. I enjoyed listening to it entirely. Um, yeah, it, it was cool. So maybe 
once Mitchell pinned. Mitchell wanted to keep wrestling me the one day, and I just kept threatening to text Kale. I'm like, you keep you're going too hard. You keep it up. I'm gonna tell Kale you won't stop. <laughs> oh man, how how is he? How are the boys all doing? Looks like we he had, had a, fun. A good crew. Yeah, my thing is I won't wrestle. I won't wrestle hard two days in a row. I just you know, so we wrestled really hard on I don't know one of the days, and then the next day I just rode the bike, and then the day after that, it was dumb. I did ten. If this was their idea, not my idea. They asked me to show up, and I showed up. But it was six of it was, it was me, including me. It was six of us. And they did we did five ten minute goes. I was so tired by the end. I didn't want. I'm like, this is so dumb. Why am I doing this? It was five, really dumb. Ten minute goes. How sore are you the next day? Or are you just? I actually tired? wasn't that sore. It was great. I don't know why. So why don't you go two days in a row? You just feel bad, or you're worried you're gonna get injured? Yeah, yeah. Don't hurt my don't hurt my body. I'm old. Gotta got stay stay sharp. Feel that dog yeah ain't young whippersnappers like james so what tell us all the secrets of uh bo nickel and uh Penn State. not a uh, the the coolest thing i don't know there are a bunch of cool things but like just the level of detail that that penn state staff puts into just everything they do like they said they could go back to 2009 and know what they did on like december 6th and like they have notes from like every practice since Ooh. they've oh really yeah can any athlete access that or just the coaches oh i i think it's just the coaches yeah the coaches just they have it they have like a a, a database of some sort dead database of some kind Hmm. um yeah interesting i wonder what the relevance of hmm i wonder what the relevance of that uh obviously you know you want to have a practice plan going into practice and generally um you know, I have like notebooks where I could kind of reference, um, but like the specificity of, you know, say 14 years ago, what would like, what would be the benefit of that? Would you be thinking like, what would do, what, what exactly did we do at that practice? Or like, why do you think, I mean, obviously it's very detail oriented, but what is the benefit of that much that long ago? I think they monitor, I think one thing, I forget, I can't remember if it was Quentin that said this. But yeah, like they 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 are even monitoring like when guys are getting dinged up. Like if there's a practice where like three or four guys like have a thing, or if like they have a week where it's like concentrated kind of little injuries. I think they're kind of going back and looking historically, maybe what they were doing. And I'm totally hypot. This is not said. I'm just guessing. Based yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Question. For sure. Like, all right, well, in 2010, this was happening too. What happened then, and what were we doing? And probably looking for maybe mm. something correlated there. Would be my guess. Um, yeah, that's I interesting. I mean, they're also you know they're just on a higher level of thinking about the sport, so that it's not yeah it's not maybe always that simple to like. Of course, that's why I want. Yeah, that's why I'm asking questions. I want to know. Yeah, why? Well, if you don't know, I don't. I sure don't. I could guess, but yeah, um, I guess if if you know. Or even, even not even just injuries. Hey, we had a hey, we were kind of down. We were flat this duel. Um, this was another duel. We were flat. What happened? I don't know. Just looking at at things that happen, and I don't know. They probably attribute a lot of when when you have something that's not isolated to an athlete, but it seems more like team or like affecting the broader group. I think you can. They probably would wisely think okay this is something we're doing in the training in the nutrition in the some aspect of what we're doing that we're controlling 
let's look and see what we can tweak. That'd be my guess. And it's like, cool. is anyone else, and you know, we don't know about a lot of teams training methods in full detail. Maybe, maybe Ben right. does, but um, I'd be curious if anyone is bringing this level of detail to the, to the table, you know? Yeah. I'd be curious. Yeah. That would be interesting. My guess is no. My my guess would also be no. Um, yeah. But sometimes I think I think in certain circumstances we think like, is that the secret? Is that that what's causing success? And the answer is maybe, but the answer is also maybe not, right? Maybe it's other things. And sometimes like you have false attribution just because they have the success. Is it because of this one thing or this one thing or this one thing? And that's that's kind of where I think this uh, I don't know, the science or art, whatever it is, is is in is like trying to dig through and figure out why why they are having the success that they are. Yeah. I think often it's sense. it's it can never be boiled down to a single thing. Yes, of course. That's that's a I mean, how could you say that having the vast senior level you yeah. know, the glut of of talent that just remained in state college. How can you say that? How can you say that it's not also, the great recruits that they bring in. They are bringing in great wrestlers. Mm-hmm. How can yeah, you also not say, you've had these three coaches working together for, what, 15 years and re- Really more because, you know, say Jake Varner's been there for a decade plus now also. Him as well. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think there's a, a lot. Of, they're in Pennsylvania. There's there's so many factors, right? But yeah. I think it all coalesces. I think I'm using that word right to something like we haven't seen and like college sports really is not really experiencing in a lot of other sports. Is there any other team? It's not just a wrestling thing. It's like, this is a dominant, dominant program. It's more dominant than any football program right now. Way more dominant than Alabama. Um, More dominant than any basketball team, obviously. There's no real systems there. It's just like whoever you get for the that short window before they, they all leave in a year, right? Isn't that what they yeah. do? They just come for one year and leave. One or two. You you get some teams that stick around, stay together, and they can they can do well. I don't know it that well. I don't know why I'm talking about basketball. Okay. Got um, it. Yeah. Skip basketball. All right. Skipped. All right. I have a I have a proposal, and it might be harsh. But hey, before we move on from the the Bo Nickel, Jerry, oh, yeah. I did listen, and the most interesting thing for me, this was his training now as a UFC fighter, but he says <clears throat> when he goes out to California mm. and he stops by the lab with Coach Cal, he's like, he will put me through the most gruesome workout, like two hours of like sled pushes, uphill sprints, med ball throws, etc. But it's not beneficial, like physically to do that workout, but mentally because he's like, just doing one workout like that, you're not going to reap benefits long-term. But mentally, yeah. knowing you can push yourself that hard, that's where he benefits from it. That's the one thing I didn't understand. I don't understand. What do you mean? I agree I, with that sentiment 100%. Same. Okay. I agree that doing something really, really hard is can have a huge effect on the mind. Totally understand okay. that. Totally. Right. I have experienced that. I don't understand... It wouldn't be that difficult. Here's what I don't understand. It's not that hard to design a really hard workout for someone and just say, do all these things, right? Yes, what? correct. So I'm like, what? We have to go to California to 
Oh, I see what you're saying. I see it's like, saying. I, got it. So think, why didn't he just think, design it for himself and do it in his backyard? Yeah, or just have. I mean, I think Kale Sanderson, Jake Varner, but they could. There's hey, no way Kale Sanderson could design a workout that hard. <laughs> it's like, all right, hey, just give me something really hard uh, for two hours. It would not. It is not. It yeah, not take yeah, an active yeah, imagination. So what is it that Coach Cal's doing? And also, like, a big thing I think about with with Penn State is like uh, system. Right, you think about system. It's yep, like, system, well, what's uh-huh. the system? If you just go there, it seems totally like it, you just go there and do a workout or a couple workouts. It's like it's not really part of your. The the thing about Penn State is like you're there and you're wrestling every day and you're training every single day yeah. for years and years and you get really good. It's like wait, so is he going to California for something else or is he saying he says just for these workouts? I don't know. I I don't know. JD, because you're the one who brought it up. I don't think he mm. said, but I I. I think they do go there for the express purpose of training with this guy. So it's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's not that hard to get a really hard two-hour workout. You don't have to go to California for that. Um, so, well, that's so, what, so that's where... Like, Cal will trick him into coming. He'll go out to California for a different reason and then stop by to work out like while he's there. Too. Yeah. So, and I guess that's where my curiosity comes in. It's like, okay, so what is it about these really, really hard work? Because he's just saying it's like it mentally makes him tougher but it's there's got to be something more because no one would go this guy would not be so revered if there wasn't something about these workouts or something about seeing him that just had an incredible impact on on your performance i mean helen and uh bo and i think gilman and david taylor they all are like this dude is is next level but i just don't understand what's next level is or is he does he and I guess my next question is like, is it something where, okay, they go there and when they're in California, they do a workout with them, but he is also counseling them and giving them training to do in, in the day to day that they're just r- running themselves. Cause that would make sense to me too. But yeah, yeah that's no what idea. I, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Good deal. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I will. I will listen. I will listen to the Bo Nickel interview. I promise you this. Uh, it may be, uh, I don't know, a week or so. Maybe I'll bring, I'll bring it back up at that point. Okay. Well, so theoretically, you could have it listened to by January too, because if you're a man of your word, you'll finish those fifty books before <laughs> I'm, I'm, midnight I'm doing December thirty. Okay. So you finish those books, and then we're ready to rock. That gives you a whole day. <laughs> a, a yeah, day and then I was... think I'm gonna I'm gonna do like no books in next year, or you know, maybe minimal. Because it feels like it was, uh, I don't want to say too time consuming, but it was like something that was like, kind of like, I need to do this. And I was trying to all do all hard books and all things that I was actually were relevant to me or I was actually interested in. I don't, okay. You're kind of coach calling yourself here. Why? You, there's a world where you don't do 50 books. In a, in I here. agree. Just, but now just, I decided to do something, so I'm going to do it. And so I've gained a lot of knowledge, got read a lot of great books, forced myself to do something that I otherwise would not have. Well, Good for you, Christian. Here's what's going to happen, though. And you're not going to have what's as much... What's going to happen? No- Tell me what's going to happen. You're not going to have as much knowledge. And then I think that's You what- shut it. You shut it with the ch- children's books. And listen, no, no children's books. You're going to slip on the FRL picks when you stop reading. You're becoming illiterate. You're going to think <laughs> less comprehensively. You stop. You're not going to think in depth. And it's gonna pay. Off. It's gonna pay off. So I'm loving this decision because I'm on point. I'm on point with these FRL picks. I am yeah. the the reigning defending champion <laughs> with the lead this season. Also, are we doing any picks today? We kind of should do some picks today. No, 
but we all the tournament sucked because it's like even yeah. the day I remember we did this the day before Vegas and there were still a whole bunch of people who didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like it's like so dumb when you do the tournament picks but you don't actually know who's in the bracket. Like you actually you know, we would have to do it like after the weigh in so we actually have the brackets because the Vegas we did the day before and a whole bunch of people still didn't show up. It's so stupid. Exactly. You don't want to pick champions or it, basically the only way you can do it is you have to because picking champions is kind of dumb because if you pick the champion but like the number yeah. one guy's not there or whatever, it's just stupid. So like yes. the way JD would like have Dayton to do it. Dayton Fix, is, for example, for Vegas, I think we all picked him to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no JD could like come up with like matchups that might happen that way. Like it doesn't fall apart. We're not doing that. Yeah. Darn Another an FRL question we got was like. How many Penn State guys have to get injured before it becomes like a conversation? Uh, so many is the answer. The current tournament <laughs> rankings have them with 125 points, which that's a lot. But second, oh, you mean for the NCAA? I was I was trying to figure out, for the NCAA tournament this year to be competitive. How many Penn State guys have to get hurt? So many. Um, <laughs> Sixty-seven and a half is the second most points. So. Yes. I mean, we are talking about 30, 50, 55, 58 points. Well, 55, that's, uh, that's Carter and... Uh, Aaron. Aaron you, or Bud. They're about 50. You lose Carter so, and Aaron, and then it becomes a, a conversation. A conversation. Uh, um, hold on. So, uh, and that's also... Also, Mitchell is not yet earning relevant rankings points. Very many points. Hey, so is is the 125, is that without Shane Van Ness? Is he out of the rankings already? Yeah. It is. Wow. Crazy. So, yeah, insane. Insane. So, I mean, literally, Starachi. Do they have an athlete ranked at 149, Christian? I don't think so. uh, Mm -hmm. James does the rankings. James? Jimothy. Is Kasek might be it does not appear super low, but I don't think so. Kasek in there anywhere, I don't think. I'm looking at the sheet itself. You also don't have Austin Gomez in there. Oh, yeah. Well, how, how are you guys going to put him right away? Because I feel like he should kind of go kind of high right away. He Man, he kind of did not. If you, Look at his results last year. Well, but he, yeah, I mean, that's where when he, he was injured. He took a couple losses yeah, that he yeah. probably wouldn't have, which will... Hurt him in the rankings, but probably not perspective-wise. He hasn't taken very many bad losses when he was not hurt. I mean, I know the Pinero one was kind of like, because Pinero was not ranked that high, but Pinero ended up being pretty damn good. Um, he took that one early last okay. year, but besides that, it feels like it's only been pretty damn good people besides the injury. Well, he lost to Lamer at NCAAs. He lost to Parco. Uh, he lost to Graham Rooks. Well, but that was, in, I mean, yeah. So I, that, I think those were all when he was, Injured or post-injury, maybe not all the way, hundred percent. But if you asked, but maybe about, not. You asked about ranking, though. That sure. That's irrelevant. Um, injury defaults don't count, but like if you finish the match, it does. I think he, I think he could slot in, probably right behind Chance. Chance Lambert's ranked six right now, so I think he could slide in behind him ahead of Swiderski. I think that yeah, would be fair. fair. I mean, last year he still, he beat Shane Van Ness, he beat Lamer, he beat Max Murin, an All-American. He beat Yanni, for crying out loud. Uh, so yeah. there's a, you could say right behind. You could talk me into right behind Kyle Parko at three. Uh, so at putting yeah. him at four. I can see oh. that. What do you think, Jim's? 
I think he might still go behind Lamer because he lost to Lamer late in the season. But he beat Yanni. He did beat Yanni, yes. That's a weird one. His year was that's actually... A, that's a weird one. He had a lot of great wild. wins. A lot of really, really good wins. That gave us a headache because that was within a week of losing to Pinero. Pinero. And he kind of lost to Pinero bad. He got like three takedowns and nothing maybe. Yeah, he kept getting re-attacked, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, or did Which, Yanni by try the way, a mixer? Iowa State bringing their backups to Soldier Salute. I've heard we might see Pinero. Ooh, a Pinero Ooh, sighting. There we go. Let's do it. Love to hear that. Um, so, if I uh, could get Pinero versus Frannick? Well, that'd be a good one. I'm in. Ben's in. Let's have the match. Okay, let's look... Next question. Oh wait, no, I have to banish JD. For what? Yeah. I don't wonder. You put that in the knockout. I have no idea what you're even referring to. Well, I didn't want to tell you. A little scary. I didn't want to tell you, but now you have to be banished. And so I'm going to tell you right now. I thought more about it. I saw you. You. You posted even the clip of your take about canceling the individual NCAA tournament. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hold on. No. Okay. Was- Take your punishment and can then I answer you, for myself. That was embellishment, Christian. You this can is show shortly, business. but first, the, you're allowed to say your piece, but I'm going first. Okay. And I think you should be banished from the NCAA tournament. I think if you make a claim to eliminate the greatest tournament in the history of the sport, this is the best tournament in freestyle, folk style, Greco-Roman, college, high school, international, doesn't matter. This is the best tournament that has ever existed in the sport. And you're saying... Bah, blow it up. Someone else will do it. No one else has ever done it. No one else can run it as well as the NCAA. You want to eliminate it? Banished. You're going to Elba. You're going to Elba in March. Uh, well, you've clearly never been to the Afton Quadrangular because <laughs> okay, it might fam. be better. And B, I didn't say I wanted it eliminated. Obviously, I love the NCAA individual tournament. And Not my you see hypothetical scenario. And I didn't even say I was there. I said I was almost there. Where I would rather have a dual uh, national tournament than individual national tournament, almost I, exactly. And this is why you're banished. Now, get his words right. Get his words right. But people thought I wanted to just cancel the uh, individual tournament. He so said I those fools. He said I'm almost there. He said I'm almost there. He's like I think I'm there. It's like you were like literally progressing in real time. Um, it's too close for me. Mm-hmm. It's too close, and I don't know. It's going to be a game time decision. You know, you need to book a refundable ticket, you know, a refundable <laughs> hotel room, and we'll just see what happens. It's dangerous. It's dangerous rhetoric, James. Dangerous. Very sorry, dangerous. I want to. Sorry, I want to provide a dual national championship. Man, the dual national title would be so much fun, though. I don't want to get you all fired up, and, I, and I'm not trying to cancel the NCAA tournament like JD. I, I think they're both great. I've always <laughs> been a proponent of the uh, both of them. That's what I want. Well, um, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Do I want good wrestling tournaments? Of course. We need more good wrestling tournaments. Hey, and I just want to pat myself on the back for, for good management decisions because <laughs> last show, you guys tried to get me to hire Avery Gaming for 39000 Now, in the span of less than a week, he wants forty one grand. This guy would be an absolute diva, a nightmare to work with. He wants $2,000 more based on nothing. I made the right decision not hiring him for. I don't even remember what the what the job was, but good decision by me. Quant, I think it was a quant, quant division. Quant division, yes. Quant division, yes. Okay. 
But he did take notes watching the uh, Bo Nickel podcast, he said. Oh, did he? <laughs> well, he can send us those. I wish yeah. I did, but I kind of I jotted down some of the things that stood out to me. All right, want to talk some Midlands action here? Sure, let's do it. Okay. Well, we could have a showdown. Uh, I think 25 might be the match I'm looking forward to the most. Um, yes, it is. So I want to see Dean Peterson versus Richie Figueroa. I mean, Eric Barnett and Jet Strickenberger in there. With, with 25, you, you can't say, oh, it looks like you, I feel really certain about Dean versus Richie. You cannot say that. And Jet's already knocked off Steve O'Poolin. Eric Barnett, you never freaking know. Yeah. Uh, and so I was actually going to cur- I was curious about your ranking of Barnett and maybe it's historical JD but you know he lost pretty convincingly to Kaisen Terkinia. Kaisen Terkinia has not had a great season. Barnett doesn't have any other really good wins this year but you have Barnett ranked I believe significantly higher than Terkinia. Well yeah, the ter- well it's more the Terkinia win is kind of an outlier for Terkinia. Okay. And he, also, he's yes. taken quite a few other not so great losses. Totally okay. agree. And and since that win, and that's I think also important. Since beating Barnett, he lost to Drake, lost to Richard Sandoval, and Nico Provo, uh, lost to Greg Diakamahalas. Greg D, yeah. So, and and here's the thing with 125, no one has really no deep roots, right? You're going to see big drops in movements because sure. no one has a lot to take. So if you take a bad loss. You're going to get hit hard. And Kyson yeah. kind of on a little bit of a skid. You're going to have that. that was but, just, but it was also like, what are Barnett? Barnett's win, he beat the Princeton guy. Uh, and then obviously it would just be prob- probably historical success, right? Yeah, well, I mean, last year he beat Peterson. He beat D'Agostino. Okay. I think last year he he had a couple Taylor. other. Taylor. So he, he's had some, he had some pretty good wins last season. McKee a couple times. Sure. So he's got enough to warrant a... 14th ranking. Okay. Pat McKee. Cool. I feel like we haven't talked about him at all this year. Yeah, what happened to him this year? Where, let's I, see what I don't know. At. Is he around? Yeah, he he's, been he's four and one. He's only wrestled five matches, four and one, has a loss to Tanner Jordan and some other no, Kevin no. Lopez, Ben Mon, and Owen Bell. I don't know any of them. So nothing notable other than the Jordan loss. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know who's going to win this freaking thing. I kind of think Richie, but. I mean, Dean. Dean's interesting because if you zoom out a little bit, his his only real win is Ventresca. Eddie has just just had a horrible season, just to be candid, and then now his season's done. So it's like, how much stock do you put in that? Wait, done? He got hurt or he he's just injured? Got yeah, he had an injury. Oh, okay. Um, Cooper so Flynn out. is out of Olympic red shirt. You yeah, know, under twenty five pounder. Cooper Flynn title contender now. He beat Nico Provo. Who's to say? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what to say. It is so wild because it's like Provo wasn't even very good last year, and then he was number one for a minute. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. So, I mean, he's number two now, which is still kind of crazy. Um, But whatever. I don't know how mad you can get. I do think Noto is the rightful number one guy. He's been... You know, I think coming into the year, I was like, I'm not, re- I'm not, I wasn't fully ready to say I can see Noto winning uh, 125. Even though all off season I've been talking about 25 is going to be crazy. It's gonna, there's so many guys with a shot. Even yes. still, I was like, it feels like Ramos and Figs and Camacho to me. 
now it's like, not only is he like the clear number one by ranking, but now I wouldn't be remotely surprised if he won. That's a change from November, even though he's taken yep. losses. There's so as crazy guys. as you thought it was going to be, it's crazier than that. Still, it's been ten times crazier than I thought it was. Gonna be. I thought I was like, oh, I'm gonna get out in front of 125. is gonna be a disaster this year, and I <laughs> way undersold how disastrous it was gonna be. Totally it's undersold been it. Way worse. Nico Provo's been number one this year. There's no scenario I would have said that was even possible. Um, yeah, it's truly a special year. We need to we. We'll go back in time and, and do a flow film on this on this season and just how <laughs> I don't know Barbara, I don't think we're ever going to see this again. Uh, in the draft and you were the fantasy whatever draft and you were so excited and then his, sure enough he went to number one and you you were like oh my gosh oh, yeah. so great and then he lost three times in one day. <laughs> yes, yes, that all happened, and um, <laughs> I can't. I like that it all happened in one day. You know, all one it day. Was, it wasn't three straight weeks. It's like, you know what? Let's just get him all out of the way. He was competitive against Noto, and then, you know, whatever. Th- these things. What happen. if he just doesn't lose again this year? You can't rule out any. There's not many sentences you could say that I will eliminate um, from being possible at this weight class. Mm-hmm. That, that's where I'm at. Um, I, I think Figueroa is my pick here at 125. Um, but he's he's not. He Neither of these guys fire a lot they both like like to keep it a little more defensive more defensive more re-attack or get your one takedown uh i don't see i feel like uh peterson's a little more scrambly um so if it ends up in a scramble i think he i'm gonna go dean peterson but i could definitely see figaro winning the figaro could finish a clean re-attack or peterson's gonna get in a scramble and come out on top i agree um but in, in no I, I do, listen, I think there is a possibility Barnett wins also, despite not looking at against Terakinia. Um, you know, he has a lot of tricks. He's tricky off bottom. He's a hammer on top. He could absolutely get on top and turn him, you know, one of these guys a couple times and win the match that way too. So I could definitely see that happening. I totally agree. I think those guys aren't the best matchups for him because I think you want someone that's going to engage a lot. And I think those Attack, guys, and he's going to counter-wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he per- may not get that, um, but who knows? Schreckenberger is yeah. interesting too. Um, yeah, honestly, you 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 brought this up, Christian, uh, already. But with like Barnett, I think this to be totally true. Uh, top is his best position, for sure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, like, to choose top, you know, if you can get one turn and get a three or four count, and then give him an escape, that is such a great trade. Great deal. You know what I'm saying? Versus picking bottom and getting one point. Like, man, if if you're great on top, if that's your best position. With Eric Barnett, I think it's safe to say that's his best position. If you could choose top and, and hook up, you know, and be like, be really aggressive for it. Like, go send it. You know, don't just try to ride this dude. Like, send it for a turn. Try your hardest and get a three or four point turn. That's totally worth it. And here's here's the other thing, just like from a, um, a probability standpoint. So. If you just go in there like, man, the second, third period are kind of mine. I'm going to be on top. Or this guy's yes. going to take neutral because he does not want to go under me. Even that's a perceived advantage, right? Because yes. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're losing that escape possibility. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think, I think it makes a ton of sense because you either get yes. two cracks, which is if you're a really good top wrestler, two cracks, 
should be enough for you to get a turn, which we know that yes. the probability of you winning a match with a with a turn is really high. So yes. I think it makes a ton of sense. I don't know why we don't see it more. I don't know what there's a lot of really good top wrestlers where I'm like, why yes. would you not do this? I've been saying it a lot more this year, and I just think it's I I just think it's kind of bad tactics yeah. sometimes. It's just like tactics. It really is, and yeah. And so the, the other the other thing you're thinking there too, Christian, is that okay if they choose bottom and I choose top, that's like you said, two crack, two attempts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if they get escapes both times, okay, um, number one, a takedown still wins, right? One takedown beats two of their escapes. Okay. Yep. Additionally, I would only have to be on top thirty seconds each time in order to get a ride time point, right? So, which is going to put me a, a point closer to winning. Um, and you know, then it's like, and then I. I got two attempts to get one turn just to hold them for two seconds. Like surely I can do that if I'm, and that's where I think like the thinking maybe needs to change. Like the thinking yes. used to be like, um, be a hammer on top, grind them out, try to get a quick turn versus like throw a claw and try to pull them back real quick, you know, or, you know, those type of things and, and sector, you know, be aggressive on top, try to get these turn points because it's, you know, it's not that hard to get a three or a four anymore. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think there's just a lot of uh, just muscle memory built into wrestlers and coaches. Yes, that you go by, you get your you get your free point, which I've never really understood that because I see guys you see guys get ridden out all the time. But yes. I mean, you see, man, you see some. Well, certain guys are automatic, and for those guys, it is a free point. Yes, but there's certain guys who aren't very good at bottom, and the coach still wants to put them <laughs> on bottom every time. It's like, no, that guy sucks on bottom. Why don't he you just, know that? And we know this because he just got ridden for two minutes after he got yes. taken down. And you're just going to go down for a point? One point. Yes. The risk it's so reward, ridiculous. I, I'm getting back on the soapbox because I see it. And I'm like, these are the best wrestling minds in the sport that are coaching these guys. I just don't understand this blind spot with some of them. I just don't yeah, understand it's strange. it. Um, anyway. Yeah, choose top. We're team AJ Shop, Seth Gross. AJ shop. Thumbs up. Jake, how did Pataxel? The original. Pataxel. No, no, no. Let's go back. The original. I didn't say he's Mitch the original. Clark. He wrote a freaking book called Take Top. Yeah, but I'm I'm just giving a shout out to the Pataxel oh. who pointed up with the high socks. <laughs> Grab your wrists on neutral. Hold on for dear life. Choose top. There we go. I love it. It's a winning recipe. All right. Do we want to do every weight or we just want to bounce around? Um, hey, you know the thing, and I'll, I'll cite a match where this is the case. Uh, there's no way we're getting through every weight at this point. Um, you know what? And this would have been, I don't know, a David Taylor or Spencer Lee thing. I would love your quant division to go back and see how many, what percentage more majors and techs there are. But what I really, the, the Sear Bailey match from the collegiate duels, he's ranked ninth now. He tech falled a man in two minutes. Yep. So it's, it's now it is one takedown. Three turns, that's a tech fall. Mm-hmm. So three plus four plus four plus four is 15 to zero. Um, in the old scoring system, that would have been 11 to zero. You still would have needed two more turns yeah. in order to tech fall someone. That's crazy, right? That you need two less turns to tech fall someone? That's kind of wild. Yeah, rescoring David Taylor would be fascinating. Because fascinating. Ed, Ed, Ed to a degree, but bit, but... No, Taylor Moore, because he had more turns. But expect, and expect, the other thing you got to think is like, 
okay, in the old system, you needed five seconds for three points. So were there some of those that were four seconds and he only got two points for him? So he would have had two points more for that four-second near fall, right? Certainly. I mean, he was very tilty also, you know. So that's, those are yes. the turns that are, you know, two or three swipes um, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, looking back, I mean, he had he was still so insanely dominant. I'm sure this Brian Brill 20 to 7 would have been a tech with new rules. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Even some of these 11 threes. You know, it was crazy. Um, the Keegan match, not to to deviate too much, but if he got a takedown at the end there, he would have had a major. And that would, major, just, yeah. that would have felt like such a a competitive major. Like, it, it was almost like, well, if Ed gets a takedown here, this is, like, it's really close. in the balance. But if he gets a takedown, it's a major. It's kind of, I, I love it. Ed really did two takedowns. He, he got at one takedown, right it would have been 12-10, and he would have cut him, it would have been 13-13. Another takedown would have just tied it. Yeah. 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 But you figure some of these 12 threes for David, they're, they're pushing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, with three-point takedown and a turn, I, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Nasir Bailey got on top and uh, – you know, a Spencer, I think of too, because I feel like there's a lot of Spencer matches where it was like, you know, 11, 12, or 13 0 after the first period. Mm-hmm. You know, something where he got a takedown plus multiple turns. And then obviously, you know, there was a lot of matches where he slowed down in the second and third. But under the new scoring system, that would have been, it would have been over um, after that. Yeah, true. I mean, he starts out 3 0 every match. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, no, it, it would be fun to go back and, Rescore some of those. Who was the um, new Sir Bailey match? Was that was it Frost? Frost. It was. It was Evan Frost. He tech falled in fifteen zero in a minute and fifty seven seconds, and Evan Frost was a top ten guy at one thirty three. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I think just more than anything. Well, one, I, I don't know if, if if Frost just was not aware or prepared for that, but like the, everyone knows, Nasir Bailey is really good with that tilt. Frost wrist. Um, yeah, but. That doesn't know everyone knew Spencer Lee was good at his tilt too. But the the other thing is I just think Nasir is just kinda like that guy. Like I think he is really, really good. Now is he gonna tech frost next time? I, I don't I don't know if I'd predict that, but yeah. he's for sure an all American contender. Right? At yeah, 30, he was number 30, one last year, right? Didn't he he beat um, Ryder Block. Who did he beat? Ryder Block at yeah. who's number one, correct? Yes. So yeah. I mean he's he's really good. I mean, him versus Kolioko, him versus Cannon, him I mean those are he matches. He, those are sure. matches. Sam Latona, I'm I'm watching that. That I think it's competitive. I mean, Vito had one takedown against him. He had yeah. Vito he had more takedowns against Abbas Kadzi than he did Nasir Bailey, right? Like he, he yeah. he's on a level. I don't know what level exactly. We need a little more data, but yes. he's super good. Yeah. Shout out 100%. Little Rock too. They're just doing. Shout out Little Rock. They're just getting. They, you know, they're actually wrestling everywhere. Uh, I know Keith. Keith Goth is probably saying that in the chat. I'm sure. Um, but the yeah, and the other thing is, and that this is the type of school that needs to wrestle more places. Is you know they're not going to have a super tough dual schedule second half because they're not in the Big Ten. Um, I believe they're the Pac-10 still, right? So they're going to have yeah. to get those matches because that's all about. And really, for them, likely. Once it once they get their guys, or if they get their guys' rankings, given the schedule they have second half, it is going to be harder to lose those rankings. You know, you're not going to be going through the Big Ten schedule where you might lose four or five or six times. Like maybe you take one loss, but you're not going to drop from a you know a 14 to a unranked on one loss. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 really cool to see what you can do with a new program. I feel like 
Neil Aaronsman has, you know, kind of given a template for for how you can do it. Like Fresno, when it came back, was was pretty tough right away. But there was so there's so much going for it already that it's so yes. sad that it's got shut down. But um, you know, you've got a great a great recruiting base just in that area. You had a former tradition. They ended up getting a great coach with Coach Steiner. Um, yeah. But you know, new program in Arkansas. Which so you're basically you're not going to get a lot of in-state help. Um, None. Coach Harrisman's made made it making it happen, um, and you know I think they're going to continue to to really turn heads. I think it's awesome yeah. because you know there's a lot of new D1 teams, and it's like man, these guys are so. And it's not I'm not being disrespectful. They're just so far off from having all-American contenders, right? right? They're just not close, and you know in a I would say a short period of time, Coach Erisman's got got things. Going. Was the fourth year, third year? Yeah, and I think they were having qualifiers like year one or two of yeah that being possible, yep. which is still an yeah, accomplishment. But Little and have they had all American yet? I don't believe they have. No. But Little and uh, Stephen Little at one ninety seven and Nasir Bailey are very good contenders. But then they have you know Maddie Bianchi's ranked at one fifty seven. I think they're seventy four. Tyler Brennan's ranked, and maybe they're heavyweight also potentially. Yeah, Josiah. I think his name. He's pretty tough too. Yeah. And don't let Apollo Gothard get hot. Just saying. <laughs> don't let him get hot. All right. Uh, Forty nine is kind of interesting at, at Midlands with Parco and Lamer. Um, yeah. Ty Waters. Everyone knows I'm pretty high on that guy. Uh, Elijah Rivera. JD has in here. He's okay. He Princeton kid. Yeah. 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 Jeez. yeah. Uh, other Colton Schultz making his yeah. Uh, so what is the, I meant to ask you guys about this is because I, I thought we had talked about Colton Schultz potentially doing an Olympic red shirt given the fact that he is the guy in Greco or is he he just not wrestled a match because I know he wrestled at the Senior Open in Greco a couple weeks ago. I thought I said it on the uh, show. It's always been about Greco getting this yes. getting that spot one so that he's the representative at Pan Am. So that was just his focus till that in Fort Worth and now he's back with the team he'll go to Pan Am's when that time comes but now he's going to do the Arizona State Iowa State duel which I'm going to very excited okay. for that that's a fun match right there very fun Younger versus um two very similar wrestlers Younger and Colton Schultz it's why would Colton Schultz not just take the Olympic red shirt because he's got it he has to compete at the Pan Am to try to qualify <clears> the spot that's in March and then obviously the Olympic trials qualifier is I know Arizona State doesn't have another great um, option at heavyweight, but it feels like, bro, just go do the Olympic thing for this year. That you're the you're the guy, you're the number one guy, um, and then come back next year. I mean, it's the same reason you know Vito's not. Same reason Dayton's not. Same, I mean, they just, they just want to. They think they can do it all. Yeah, I mean, if, to me, it's uh, looking at it like that. It's it's an interesting, and I can see so someone like Keegan, right? Keegan is probably. Fairly, I mean, JD's got a terrible ranking there, but he's probably fairly the, you know, I will say, we'll say fifth guy, somewhere around five, six right now. Do I think he can do better? I think he can, right? But that's probably where he's at. So when you're, that's kind of far away still, right? Going from mm-hmm. five or six to one. But like a Colton Schultz, he's probably the most clear. He is the guy. He's been the rep. He's the number one guy right now at that weight class. They still have to qualify it, which is another piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, but even Vito, I could see, I, 
I could make a great argument for him. Maybe he should have taken an Olympic red shirt. Uh, different weight class, right? The, the way he's competing at in college is different than the way he's going to compete at the trials, which is a month later. Obviously, different style, but freestyle and folk style are more similar. Um, but yeah, I just think uh, he, Colton Schultz for sure, but I think I could make the argument for Vito also. Well, I think for Colton and Vito, they're, they're both probably like, well, I just did it, I just made the team. I've already done yeah. this with a college season, so why do I need to do that? Um, yeah. And let's, you know, get on with your life a little bit, too. That's fair. Um, I think Dayton should have just done it just for the humor of extending his career another year. Just like, how far like, uh, can this be? He'd be like the oldest down? college kid ever. Yeah. Um, hmm. So that's, that's uh, we'll see Colton, Big Slav, a.k.a. Yaroslav Slavikuski, Luke Luffman. Um, just, just be good to see Colton back on the mat again. Uh, okay, we should probably keep moving because we don't got yeah. a lot of time. I kind of got a piece, so I'm, I'm gonna try to hold what? it for the next 20 minutes. But I'm not trying to win Boffman myself. That's embarrassing. I was up early. I, you know, you know, I, you were texting me this morning. I was lifting weights. I got up early. Got a workout in. Hit the hit the steam room a little bit. But that means I start drinking some liquids. I had a little protein shake. I kind of got to pee, Christian. Is that I'm being of, honest with you. I'm not that, too tough for to say that. Is that why you have like more of a glisten on your face? Like you're still kind of sweating. Yeah, I got in the shower, so maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Steam room well, shower, why don't you yeah. why don't you just go real quick then? That way, no, you, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not. I'm not gonna give you that satisfaction. Okay. I'm not gonna let you give me a bathroom pass. I'm. I'm sticking it out. We got 21 minutes left. All right, but you have to make it to 10. There's no. No, nine. <laughs> no, 9.59, I'm out of here. No, 9.59, because we started a minute late. One, two, 10 o'clock is when the show ends. Three, if you do that, then you should skip your last two books necessary to get to 50, because basically <laughs> it's the same thing. Oh my gosh. All right, we don't know who's saluting the soldiers. Yeah. Um, maybe, 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 maybe it's known to some, but we don't have the full list. Uh, so we're not so much we can talk about there. JD, do you have the team list at least so we could guess? Uh, y- yes, yes, but it's mostly backups. I think outside of Iowa. Okay. I feel like they should be obligated to say non-starters, right? They, if you're I not totally going to bring your starting lineup, say like non-starting athletes will be attending. Sometimes can, schedules like... do say that, but I think teams want to reserve the right to send a starter if they want. That's okay. That's fine. I mean, uh, I just feel like, especially the Midlands also, I know certain teams. I know which athletes are attending from certain teams. And it feels like a false advertisement to put this team will be attending this tournament when it's like three or four non-starters. Yeah. I, I, it drives me nuts. I mean, just the lengths you have to go to to pry out who is going to these tournaments. It's not just in college. It's international. It's USA. It's like, man, it can be tough to get... Yes. The the names and it's like it's not USA even always it's like man we're just waiting for this team to register so then we could find out three days before that you know Iowa and Penn State are bringing these guys to the open or whatever it is it's like man there's so many impediments to just knowing what the very yes. basic parts of a tournament that um, is that is frustrating very frustrating all right Scuffalonians of which David Bray will be one. 125 is really probably the premier weight class here. Again, uh, 
I, th- I think mm-hmm. 25 ends up being the premier weight because of everything. There's so many titles. There's always a rotation of the best guys. It's never the same one. But I really do feel like this is a good weight with Nico Provo, Braden Palmer, Stephen yeah. Pullen. I am like legitimately excited for this. I, I, I if any of those three won, I'm not any more surprised. Um, even Palmer, you know, Palmer is yeah. good. Palmer iced freaking Aaron Nagel last year, right? Like, he's good. So, I don't have a strong opinion. I would think, you know, Provo just showing he could run an absolute gauntlet and meat grinder, and he kind of had a tough path through Vegas and still won it, makes me think, all right, this guy's shown he can win a really tough tournament and makes me think him. But the only reason I don't want to pick Nico Provo is because predicting based on anything seems to be – foolish with this weight class and the idea that's that any wrestler could do it twice win two really tough tournaments is like man i don't know like what are what are the percentage chance that a non-conference champ wins 125 this year like it's probably pretty reasonably high probably higher than most years yeah so uh, i don't know if that's a reason yes i would say that that's totally true um what percentage what percentage on a general basis i mean it's it's probably either 10 or 20 because right there's 10 NCAA champions so what percentage of non-conference champions win the NCAA tournament um there's probably always like one or two that sneak in there <laughs> probably especially from the Big Ten right Big Ten or historically maybe the Big 12. I mean Vincenzo I think never won Big Tens um, yeah yeah I think that's right. objectively kind of hilarious yeah objectively <laughs> hilarious I mean um yeah I mean last year to each year Aaron Brooks Michael Kemmer um Keegan you know, or not not Keegan, excuse me. I meant Kimmer Kimmer B. Starachi. Keegan, yeah. I bet it's I bet it's two or three a year. You two or three? Yeah. It, yeah, between one and three. Between one and ten. Hmm. <laughs> so that'll be a, a good weight. Um I'm excited to, to see how on one twenty five unfolds. We already talked about Nasir Bailey. He'll be in there with Tyler Knox and Ethan Oakley. Knox kinda announced himself at, at Vegas as well for Stanford. Um, want to see him want to see Lorenzo Norman again at 174 he beat Shane Griffith at Vegas he'll have DJ Washington standing in his way and then 125 mm-hmm. I, I really want to watch Stephen Buchanan in a tournament for, for Oklahoma he could have a really tough matchup with Stephen Little who we've already talked about I think he's already beaten Little this year though yeah, didn't they wrestle? I'm yeah. pretty sure they did and then the GOAT Nick Stimmett will be there as well <laughs> So, good stuff from the scuffle, which is, of course, on January 1st and 2nd, live on Flow. Um, keep it tuned there. Brian Soldano is always kind of must-watch. He's the, I think he's probably the craziest wrestler in NCAA wrestling right now. Is there anyone biggest, uh, biggest roller coaster. Him and Tanner Cook, if we could just bulk up Tanner Cook and let those two wrestle each other. Tanner Cook's struggling this year, bro. I, I, I think maybe people figured him out and he hasn't, he hasn't evolved or something, but I believe I... Not having a good year, right? Yes, that's... three and three losses to Anshaw Taylor, pinned by Derek Fields, and beat by Blaine Brenner. Okay, not a good year yet. Why you get what? Yeah, I just don't know why you have to bring up that kind of stuff, dude. Let's just keep it positive. <laughs> it's freaking Christmas. Oh god! All right, I want to do some questions. Unless okay. uh, you guys have anything else you want to get to. Uh no, I don't I don't think so. I, I am I mean we've already said this, but you know, looking through these rankings, um, there's not 
there's unfortunately not really a weight class. I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be so awesome. I can't wait till this guy and this guy wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's some tough ones. There's some deep ones. Like Midlands 174 has got six ranked guys, so it's pretty deep. But there's just not those like really, really high level matches because Penn State's not going, Iowa's not going, Ohio State's not going. Um, you know, Missouri's not going. So these, yeah. there's there's a lot of the very best teams who are not going to be there, thus present preventing the really high ranked matchups. True that. Okay. Uh, Nikki Freestyle wanted to know why Midlands died off. I kind of got into that a little bit. Yeah. What is Drake Ayala's ceiling and floor with all the 125 pound chaos? Um, Man, I like the person's I, answer. <laughs> I honestly, and someone answered, and I actually put it in there. So a guy responded yes. named Dark Killer, who this sounds like a bad dude in real life. Not good. A dark killer, almost as bad as the actual cannibal, who I haven't seen a question from in some time. There's a possibility. I'm He's not going to Google it. He could be incarcerated. Um, which you know what? Shame on us for kind of giving him a platform. But you know what? He asks good questions. So. <laughs> Who are we to get in the way of content? He is a wrestling fan. He's Let's a wrestling go. fan. How bad could he be? Uh, so this guy, Dark Killer, responded and said, in my opinion, NCAA champ and round of 16 is kind of the variance. There's nobody in the field he can't beat, but he can uh, but he can string it together. The match he lost with Kayla, he was a better wrestler, just had bad tactics. That's a fact. Um, bad tactics in that match. I have a hard time saying NCAA champ, and then I have a hard time not saying it. I have a hard yeah, time eliminating I, it. To the, I mean, to the point that this guy made, it's uh, at this point, um, you know, like at, at, if I said someone at 174 is beating Carter Starocki, right? You'd be like, how? Give me some any kind of data or facts to back that up, right? But if I said Ayala beats uh, Jacob Camacho, like, well, he just lost to McCrone and Trevor Anderson, right? Or if I say, it, you can kind of find justification for any of him beating any of those guys and it's reasonable, but you could also find justification for him losing to some not, not as good guys. So I freaking love the guy's answer. Like it it's anywhere in this variety of places from first to 16th. And that's how I think that's how we all feel about a lot of people at the 125 pound field. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I still feel like a lot of the people ranked ahead have had like a moment, a win that says, Okay, and then they'll have some horrible losses behind it, and to confuse you. Yeah, I feel like yes. Drake hasn't had that win. What's his win? Yeah, he's had no huge, high, high, super highly ranked win. It, Kyson over, would be this year, right? Kyson is is probably it. Um, and then previous year, two years ago, I mean, he beat Diagostino, and Sh- he beat Schroeder. That's a really big win. So that's a good win. That's that's two years ago, so maybe that is that enough of a win to say, all right, he's that guy. Maybe maybe it is for this year. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he doesn't have the bad, so you could counterbalance that a little bit by saying, he's hey, listen, he's not losing to, I won't name the names, but some of these guys well, are K- losing. Kaler's not. I mean, K- yes, Kaler is all American, but um, he has four losses this year, right? He has yeah. the Unger loss, Caleb Smith. Strickenberger and Spencer Moore, which I mean, all those guys are tough, but that's still four losses. But for example, Jacob Camacho lost to Anderson and McCrone. Anderson, year. he's kind of got some good wins now. You mean McCrone? McCrone's got a couple good wins too. No, Trevor Anderson's also has. Oh uh, uh, well, let me look it up now. All right, look it up. 
Trace, let's see. Come on, JD, you got my back here. You're an Iowa guy. Well, I think we would all say Kaler is an All-American level guy, whereas some of these losses the guys in the top 15 are taking are to people, even yeah. in the 125-pound weight class, we would say I would be very, very surprised if they made the podium. Yeah, okay. I was, I admit- was wrong. I was thinking of yeah. – uh, I was I was thinking he beat Lockhaven, but he, it wasn't Noto. I don't know why I brought that up. My bad. All good. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my example. Like yeah, losing to a Kaler is like not, not the greatest data point, but some of these losses are just like what in the world. And even if you yes. look to like late last year with some of the, the losses these guys had, it's yeah, a little it can be a little alarming. So anyway, I mean, it, it is put- so wild because like someone who historically has been good. Like a McKee is all the way down at 19th. So if I said, if I told you, Christian, Patrick McKee beat Drake Ayala, you'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. I'm not all that surprised. He's happened. at 19. Yeah, I know. Right? But if I said Drake beats uh, Dean Peterson, you're probably not all that surprised either. No, no, not no. at all. Beats Nico no. Provo, not surprised. I do think yeah. Noto's a tough matchup. I think Matt Ramos is a tough matchup. Caleb Smith's a tough matchup. Um, yeah, a lot of these guys, I feel good. Him, Noah Certain, who knows? Noah Certain, undefeated. There's not a lot of those at 125. I think he It doesn't matter because everyone's got crap losses. Not Noah Certain. I messed it up. I was thinking on the on the last show, I don't know if I already said this, but I was thinking of Tiger Style Invite two years ago. He lost to that Cal Poly kid. He has not lost this year. I think I think Certain should be higher. I think you're absolutely... Especially- so be sleeping Volk. on it. He should be above Volk for sure. He should absolutely be above Volk. Um, he's done his schedule. He beat Jory. Yep. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, Jory's had a good year, but he's lost to Kaler and Provo. You know, he's yeah. not. He's not. But he has not the win a, over Figueroa. It's not a total. It was the win over Figueroa that brought him up a little bit. Well, I think Sergeant goes above Volk. Certain goes above Volk. Um, let's see. When is when is he have another tough schedule? Uh, oh, Nico. Let's see. Missouri wrestles. Well, he wrestles Virginia Tech January two um, at the Hearn Center, and then he wrestles at Stanford January ten. Okay. Boom. Man, Provo. Ver- I I like certain versus these kind of more positional guys. Um, yeah. I think those are interesting matchups. He's actually gonna have a tough second half schedule because he's right away. He's gonna go. Cooper Flynn, Nico Provo, Jet Strickenberger, Brett Unger, four in a row. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, oh and, and then, then Troy Spratley. Yeah. Bunch of big matches. He'll have a lot. That'll be that'll be tough. Uh, Wayne Clark wants to know, do true freshmen have to wrestle in five events before January to keep their red shirt, or does that five event will carry over into January? Thanks so much, guys. Greatest show on earth. Thank you, Wayne. Oh, great. So... The 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 reason that semester thing is a thing, that's only for like when you have to be attached or unattached. But as far as preserving your red shirt, it's just the five, and it carries over the whole season. So you get five free ones. Matches. Doesn't matter when they happen. You can save them all for the second semester. You can do them all in the first. But um, yeah, the January thing is just like when they can be entered attached or unattached. Um, this is an easy one. Avery Lynch. He wants to know if I would rather fight JD in the octagon or have Ben fight Masvidal again. Like one, you better broader, pick me versus Masvidal. 
the broader point, why would I want to fight JD? One, he's kind of he's kind of unlikable. One, hey, <laughs> one on the personal <laughs> level, a, a dear friend. Two, on the practical level, I'm going to get beat up by this man. There's there's no <laughs> scenario where JD doesn't beat me up. You don't think you could sneak like a triangle choking on him or something? No, no. You got length on me. I'm, I can I'm run. Disappointed in you, Christian. No, I've seen. J- Listen, I'm realistic. I could. Could I beat up Ben? Yes, yes, I could beat up Ben. I can't beat up JD. <laughs> Because I don't, ha- I don't have my speed. I don't know. Maybe I have an advantage, JD. But he's like, uh, he could run me down over time. Because this guy gets on the treadmill and he doesn't oh, stop. It's a cage. They sit in a cage. There's no running. Yeah, exactly. Not that big. I'm not going to be able to elude for that long. So okay. I, it's Ben fighting George just because I don't want to get beat up. I'm man enough to admit it. And you know, listen, <laughs> most of you would get beat up by JD too. I'll just say, put that out there. So don't think uh, you know I'm some weakling, you know. I just I just know where I stand in the pecking order. Um, okay, who wins, AJ or Brooks? We, we've kind of covered. Oh that. yeah, let's do that one. But I know we're all picking AJ at this point. Who? Wait, AJ? I'm picking Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not picking. Yeah, listen, I'm picking Aaron. Aaron's one of the best in the world. The number of people no I would pick to beat Aaron in a wrestling match in, in the, the whole world, world is so small. It might just be his teammate. David David Taylor. Yazdani? Huh? Yazdani. That'd be a fun one. I'd love I'll to take see him. It. I'll take the I'll take Aaron. I would love to see him. Let's set it up. I'll take Aaron because listen, he's got that ferocious hand fighting ability, but he's got levels beyond it, in my opinion. Yeah. Now yeah. there's a there's a there's a possibility. I, I'm a, I could be looking at this with American blinders on, but I kind of yeah. Think, I mean, you have, you have a bias here. It's I have fine. A bias. We, it's great. But the but the current prevailing thought is you know, well, listen, David had closer matches with with Aaron than he has with Yazdani in, in mm. some cases. Uh, but also, <laughs> you know, he's had the the Olympics was very close. Uh, I'm not saying they're easy. I'm saying the numbers are closer. Right with Aaron. So, I don't know. I think he could beat him. But, yeah, Yazdani is the only other person in the world I would even entertain, I think, picking against David. I, I, uh, you mean Aaron? But yeah, yeah I Aaron. Agree. Thank you. Miles did beat him one time. I know, but I think that's just not happening again. Yeah. Meisinger hey, that was the last question, me. so I think we got to be done because I got to pee real bad. 956. No it was questions. not the last question. That These was are the last one. Around. There's no more good ones unless we want to complain about JD's rankings some more. And I love JD, so I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to complain about JD's rankings because I, I think, well, um, okay. Right. I love they you guys. The perfect no. Have a great Midlands. Oh, my gosh. Have a great Midlands scuffle. You are, that is pathetic. Pathetic. We're docking your pay for uh, a minute, Ben. You're docked. All right. I'm out of here. See you. Can you believe that? Have Can't a great Midlands of Scuffle. Have Can't a great New Year's. Heat. I'll see you on January 2nd. Programming note. I am so disappointed. Can you imagine? You know, he's in the middle of a practice. You know, you're, you're going to... And then, what if Keegan or Mitchell or one of the Mirasola twins, they just said, oh, last three minutes, oh, I'm just going to go... I'm going to go pee. I'm going to pee how this How you do last anything is how you do everything. He said in a terrible precedent. Thank you. How you do anything. When you take your bathroom break says everything you need to know about this guy. I'm disappointed. I'm I just his dis- character now. He revealed his true self. They always, yeah, adversity reveals 
you know, who you really are. And it's, they, you know, they always say, don't meet your heroes. I revered Ben to the highest degree for so many years. And now my estimation of him as a man just plummeted. Just like Teague makes a coward of us all. <laughs> and so does, so does a, a pathetic bladder. Um, well, I was going to ask this. I was legitimately going to ask another question. And I'm not going to stop just because just because he leaves. I'm just as bad as him if I stop the show. And so I'm not. So, uh, AZ Wrestling fan, I've heard it mentioned on the show that losses don't matter for seeding, but you also reference people with soft schedules getting unfairly good seeds. If losses don't matter, it seems like that wouldn't happen. Can you explain? Yes, that is sort of con- confusing and conflicting. I'm, I think I'm glad you, you asked. So, like, winning percentage is a huge thing as well, right? And you can... It's like one of the bigger factors. And so if you can have a really high winning percentage and you win a week, weaker conference, you are really, really set up. Like this, you basically can't do this in the Big Ten, right? You can't like mm-hmm. gimmick your schedule to a, a, a really good seed because the Big Ten is just going to happen. Between those duels, you can't sit all those duels. The tournament's a bloodbath. So you can't really do it there. But if you're in a not-so-great conference, which, you know, that's, that's a lot of them, um, you, you can, there's ways you can do it, um, to, successfully. Um, okay. Let's see if there's any other, anything so else? Seeding, yeah. um, matrix, I believe still goes like this head to head competition, 25% quality wins, 20% coaches rank 15% results against common opponents, 10 RPI, 10 qualifying event placement, 10 and win percentage, 10%. Yeah. So there you go. Um, okay. Let's see. Everyone's yeah. Everyone's just so upset about the wrestlers ducking. There was quite a few questions about that. I don't blame you. Um, there's people that are expecting failure with the with the Ferrari move to Iowa when that ultimately happens, which you think it will, which remains to be seen. But. Um, uh, maybe we should mention AJ said he's walking around at 205, so I think we can rule heavyweight off the table. Yes. When he returns. Yeah, and I'm not, yeah, 205, that's, honestly, that's not very big at all. If you're already that low, you know, eight pounds is, is not much at, for, for 197. So he's basically there. But I think mm-hmm. for, for the Iowa, th- I, if you think, hey, this is not going to work out and I was making a mistake, I, I, I can understand how you reach that conclusion. I also think there's high incentives on both sides to, to make it work, right? I think, yeah. for the, I think for the Brands Brothers and Iowa staff, it's like, man, we've got three really high-caliber wrestlers that can win a lot of matches for us. Um, we have every incentive to keep them on the path and on track. And they've done that with some wrestlers. Now, I'm not comparing the issues of AJ Ferrari and Austin DeSantis to say they're equivalent because I, I don't think that's probably the case. I think they're different, but I think they're both challenges um, potentially to manage. But I think the Brands Brothers can, can probably do it. And I think for the Ferraris, you know, I think, listen, it, it went bad at Oklahoma State, right? It ended, ended poorly. And I think they have a high incentive to show, hey, we're, we're not that, we're this, and making it work. Now, it still has to happen. And we've got really years and years of this before this is concluded, right? Because Angelo theoretically won't get there till next year. So it's like four years and change, potentially five, if, if Angelo redshirts. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a while before we'll know and, you know, no one knows the future, but uh, I think it, I think it's a move that could potentially you look back in time. You're like, wow, great move from both. But it's also, it's a dice roll for sure. No doubt Is about it. Is the Iowa okay State still in Iowa City or Oklahoma? Oh, you're still I don't know. I don't know what I want go- more. <laughs> right? Where was it last year? It was. It's in. It's in Oklahoma State. Yep. It's in Stillwater. Holy smokes! So that'll be great. All right, we went over because we love you, and Ben but, doesn't. And Ben doesn't. Bry versus Brooks in uh, Carver. Oh if he does gosh. join the team. Madness. Pure madness. Going to be a great second half of the season. A lot of tournaments to watch. Stay tuned to Flow for the Southern Scuffle. Other tournaments going on. Powerade's happening. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are going to be back January 2nd. Tuesday, January 2nd. Not January 1st. Happy New Year on that. And I think that works good because we'll have a lot of the tournaments to be done. We'll have day one of the scuffle done. So it works out for our holidays, but it also works out just for wrestling talk. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great, happy new year. We'll see you on the second. Goodbye. See you.